the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, September the 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today on September 21, 1981, the Senate unanimously confirmed the nomination of Sandra Day O'Connor. She became the first female justice on the Supreme Court. I think she was a little bit of a surprise to President Reagan. I don't think she was as conservative. In fact, she was not as conservative as he thought she would be. Today in 1957, the legal mystery drama Perry Mason, starring Raymond Burr, it premiered on CBS. Today in 1961, the first Boeing Chinook-47 Chinook military helicopter made its first hovering flight. Today in 1973, the Senate confirmed Henry Kissinger to be Secretary of State. Today in 1982, National Football League players began a 57-day strike. I know that doesn't mean much to some of you, but to some of us that watch football, we like football. That was not a good thing. That was a bad thing. It wasn't good for the league, and it wasn't good for the players, as it turned out. But that was the first regular season walkout ever in the National Football League. Today in 1985, in North Korea and South Korea, relatives who had been separated for decades were allowed to visit each other as both countries opened their borders to an unprecedented family reunion program. Thank you, President Reagan. Today in 1996, President Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act that denied federal recognition of same-sex marriages. They're not marriages. Marriage was instituted by God to be a male and a female. Anything other than that, we can call it marriage. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it a birthday balloon, but it isn't marriage. It just isn't. There is no marriage outside of what God designed as marriage. You can call it a, a car an airplane, but it isn't. It just isn't. That's one of the great dilemmas in America today. We've departed from God's word and God's plan and the way that God set up nature and civilization in his creation. We've walked away from that. Our minds have become dulled in the darkness of our self-induced culture and all that's wrong with it. There's a simple answer to every problem that we face today. And the answer begins with our relationship with Almighty God who created all things. And in particular, he created male and female in his image, in his likeness. If we can come to that point and just agree on that point, every issue in America could be solved. Oh, I know. Somebody's sitting out there saying, boy, that guy's a dreamer. 
whoever he is. I believe that with all my heart. The issues that we deal with today are spiritual, primarily, are spiritual, first and foremost. They are not political. Clearly, politics isn't solving our problems. They're making it's making it worse. Whether they're Democrats or Republicans or Independents or whatever they are. Oh, I think we should be involved in politics for sure. If not us, who will carry the truth? Who will be the salt and light? Absolutely, we're we're called to be involved and engaged in the culture, in the society in politics that has emerged as man's answer to the problems of the world. God's God's response to the problems of the world is very different. And if we get our lives straightened out, then we the culture gets straightened out. Our our founding fathers talked about that. They wrote letters back and forth to each other. I mean their their records are still uh, held in you know institutions in the congressional library and other places. They were. They talked about that. They talked about that. Well, we we've got we've got to keep our recognition with God. We've got to to stay focused on God. I mean, th- that was part of the discourse of the founding of this nation. So when somebody says to me, "Well, this isn't a Christian nation," I know what they're saying. They don't want it to be. It was never founded as a quote official Christian nation. It was just such a strong Christian consensus. In our country, in the founding of it and the establishment of it, the writing of the documents, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Federalists, all of those things that were written as a basis for this nation were all basis, were all written and created in the context of a Christian consensus. That's why America prospered as it did. And that's why America is stumbling and slouching through the mud and the mire today. Because we've turned our back on those founding principles. Because they were initiated out of prayer and consideration for the Almighty. That's what got us to this place. That's what will, a recognition of the Lord is what will get us out of this place. Could that happen? Are we too far gone? I don't believe so. I I believe the Lord is coming soon. The Lord could come any day. I believe that that is the next big thing that's going to happen. But I also believe that we are called to occupy. The Bible is very clear on that, that we are to occupy until he returns. And so I'm going to do my best to occupy until the Lord returns. And it may be five minutes from now. We may never finish this program live as it's originating this morning. But we're going to occupy until that time comes. Marxism has been an assault, a disease, wherever it's been spread. It is a miserable failure It is destructive to human beings, for sure. I mean, that's well documented. And Marxism, when it is given prominence, destroys a nation. It destroys liberty and freedom. 
With the end of the Cold War, many Americans justifiably believed that communism had been defeated. But American Marxists have gained more influence than ever before. Pete Buttigieg, he's the gay guy that's always talking about his his husband. Um, I mean, every time he talks, he's got to talk about his husband. Well, his father, and he was appointed, by, of course, by Joe Biden. But his father uh, passed away just a couple of years, two or three years ago. His father was a professor at Notre Dame University. And his father, among other things, taught um, Marxist, or he, he taught sort of the new version of Marxism. And he particularly taught the writings of Gramsci, which was, uh, Gramsci was a kind of a carrier for Marxism. He brought it from Karl Marx and Engels and all those guys. He brought it kind of to the West, to 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 Europe, and then ultimately to the United States. So Professor Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg's father, uh, was teaching that at, at Notre Dame, and he was, he was quite well known, and he was he a lot of kids liked him because they liked what he was teaching, and he was teaching a very different ideology than Americanism and freedom and liberty and capitalism and so on. So we that's just one example, but there's a lot of that going on in America today, and they're cloaking their goals under the pretense of social justice. These cultural Marxists want to distort America's history. They want to dismantle our very foundations because they hate freedom. They hate capitalism. Unless Marxist ideas are defeated, their proponents will push the United States to follow a totalitarian kind of ideology. And that always obliterates freedom and opportunity. Last week, I mentioned the new president of the American Library Association. I talked a little bit about her, and I talked about the fact that Montana has pulled out of that, their library system. And I told you why. Well, I told you there would be more coming on this, and there is. These people don't quit. They never give up until they're ultimately destroyed. I'm not talking about physically. I mean ideologically. They just won't stop. The LGBTQ activists are the same way. I mean, they just won't stop. They never give up. They never quit. Now they have infiltrated our schools and our our, our libraries. And they we've got these weird, perverted men dancing around in front of these five-year-old kids. I mean, really, we do have that. I, and it's not like one-off. It's endemic in the library system. It's kind of become the new thing in our library system in America. So thanks to determined and vocal taxpayers, another public library has pulled its annual dues out of this Marxist-led American Library Association. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that today. This time it's in Florida. But could this self-described Marxist lesbian, and I talked about her a while ago, they've made her president of the American Library Association, and she's not just a quiet lesbian, she's an activist, and she's an activist Marxist. But could it be, I, I don't know, I hope, but could it be 
this self-described Marxist, lesbian, newly appointed ALA President Emily Drabinsky, could she become to public libraries what Dylan Mulvaney became to Bud Light Beer? I hope so. I hope it collapses on them because they're ruining yet another institution in American life. American Family News reported yesterday Citrus County, Florida, may have become the first community in the Sunshine State to yank ALA dues in recent years. The county commission approved a library budget that did not include money for the controversial National Library Organization, that's the ALA, which is currently led by a self-described Marxist lesbian named Emily Drabinsky. The vote on the library budget, which was September 7th, I'm quoting from American Family News, came after a library advisory board voted 5-1 to one in late August to recommend dropping the annual dues that come from Citrus County taxpayers. Citrus County is home to approximately 153,000 Floridians. It touches the Gulf Coast on Florida's west central coast. Its residents voted 74% to 25% for Governor Ron DeSantis over Charlie Crist this last year. Brian uh, Kamaker, uh, who leads the Mass Resistance, that's an activist organization, they're Christian. I think they're based in Boston. They, they were. I, I think they still are. I, I don't know. But he's quite apparently quite involved in Florida in this issue. But uh, they're a Christian-based advocacy group. He told American Family News that the library board vote sailed through after two leftists didn't appear. The two leftist guys on this commission didn't show up for the meeting. I guess they had seen the handwriting on the wall. But then the county commission, which wrestled over allowing a pride display last year, was faced with whether to follow the recommendation. They just quietly pulled it out of the budget, and that was that, this uh, Kamaker says. But when elected to her position last year, this Emily Draminski, uh, Drabinsky, she posted this on, on social media. I mean, these are her words. She said, quote, hey, I cannot believe that a Marxist lesbian, this is her talking about herself. Hey, I cannot believe that a Marxist lesbian who believes that collective power is possible to build and can be wielded for a better world is the president-elect of ALA Library. In introducing Drabinsky to the nation, the American Library Association said of their organization, quote, American Library Association is the foremost national organization providing resources to inspire library and information professionals to transform their communities. Yeah, I guess they are trying to transform our communities through essential programs and services. For more than 140 years, ALA has been the trusted voice of libraries. This is ALA talking about themselves, advocating for the profession and the library's role in enhancing learning and ensuring access to information for all. And then it gives their website. The Boy Scouts was once a foremost national organization for over 100 years as well. They went down a path to destruction. Our libraries are being dragged down that same path if we don't wake up and take action, as Montana has, now a county in Florida has. Others are soon to come, I am certain. People are awakening to this hideous thing that's going on in public libraries of all places. 
I'm wondering, why is it taking so long for people to learn about this destructive lurch to the far left? A library, for goodness sakes. The far left views of the American Library Association have gone mostly unnoticed or ignored by the public, as have those same dangerous political views inside numerous library branches. But then Drabinsky pulled away the communist curtain, and I think that's what awakened Americans to this problem. It took months for the public to learn that the ALA, what they had done, so the backlash was slow. But the backlash is coming. Just like they went after the beer people, the, the Bud Light, when Bud Light shows up in an, in an ad with this transgender person. And I think this could be the same thing. I hope it is. There has to be consequences to what people are doing to tear down the very institutions of our nation. And it is, and it is deliberate. It isn't like, oh, I didn't know that would be the consequences. Sometimes things like that happen. This isn't that. This is very calculated. It is, it's demonic in many respects. Unless Marxist ideas are defeated, their proponents will push the United States to follow a totalitarian ideology that always obliterates freedom and opportunity. There will be no freedom ultimately in America. We will collapse upon ourselves if we allow these people to drag us down this path. And we've got to take a stand. It's got to begin spiritually. Montana was the first state to pull their support. I wrote about it, talked about it here on this program, wrote in our daily article that we write, our blog. They said, the leadership said our oath of office and resulting duty to the Constitution forbids association with an organization led by a Marxist. Now other states are following. They're withdrawing from their association with the ALA. Finally reacting to backlash, Drabinsky, the new president of the American Library Association, she started complaining to NBC News last month that she was the victim of unfair targeted attacks by critics. The left always does this. If you don't agree with them, you're attacking them. And you're bad. And they look to the media to help them shore up their position, and the media always comes through. Fox News is going to be leaning further left now, with Lackland taking over this one of the Rupert Murdoch's sons. That announcement shit sent shutters across the country this morning when they made it. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. I've talked about it on this program. Rupert Murdoch was not like a standard banner carrier for conservatism or Christians, but his son is way to the left. Lackland especially, but all of his his children are as far as I know. But I know Lackland is because I paid attention to what he's been saying over the last few years because I knew one of those guys, one of those sons was going to take over, and they did. I don't see a real bright future for Fox News in in the sense of 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 conservatism. They may figure out how to make money and and be you know leftists a little bit, but I think they're going to be moving that way. So just be careful when you listen. I mean, there's good people on Fox. I, I Hannity and those guys. I I listen to. I pay attention to what they're saying. In fact, uh, L- Laura Ingram was 
talking about that revival I talked about. I mentioned yesterday. She was talking about that yesterday uh, or last night on her, her program. And she was talking about how that there's a revival happening. It was at Auburn University. We talked a little bit about that yesterday here. And, I mean, there's there's good people on there. And I don't know them personally, but I, I follow what they're saying. But the organization, the corporation, the $40 billion or $70 billion or whatever whatever they're worth, uh, have a lot of influence. And it, it's going to be moving to the left. So just be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because it isn't all going to be as it was and what gave rise and success to Fox. But anyway, finally reacting to this backlash, Drabinsky, she went to NBC News and complained. And so they, of course, put her right on there and started reporting on it and everything. But she said, I'm being unfairly targeted uh, 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 by, by critics. And she said, historians... Uh, summarily say communism unfairly uh, targeted 100 million people who are no longer alive during the 20th century. And she's trying to poo-poo that and say, well, 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 we that that's not us. We're new Marxism. Of course they are. But even in her semi-apology, Drabinsky's interview with NBC News was sprinkled with Marxist collective ideology. And somebody at NBC knows that, but they go ahead and they put it out there because they want to support her. So it makes the people who are now disagreeing with her leftist takeover, her Marxist takeover of our library system in America, it somehow makes guys like me and people with a much louder voice than I have that are objecting to this, the bad guys, because we won't go along with it. Nobody believes her. She's trying to convince the public that although she's openly a Marxist, she said, my own personal political viewpoint is a target right now. She said, but my personal agenda doesn't drive the association. In other words, I believe something and I am I am a, a cultural Marxist, but that doesn't affect the job I do at the library. Come on. I mean, who believes that? Nobody believes her. Those male perverts are gleefully skipping around the public libraries, putting on their so-called drag queen performances for five-year-olds and their stupid mothers that take them there. It's pathetic. The more sane among us know exactly what she's all about. And that's not the local library they want to support her visit. It's not the library you went to when you were a kid and checked out a couple of books, I can tell you. NBC News, they reported, quote, Emily Drabinsky took over as president of the American Library Association in July with plans to tackle the pressing issues facing her profession, such as shoring up funding and fighting a record number of book ban attempts. The conservatives, the Christians, the people who do not want pornography in the hands of their five- and six-year-olds in libraries have taken a stand. And now, all of a sudden, we are the book ban people just like those old people way back in history that were banning all the books they didn't agree with. They're trying to tarnish conservatism. They're trying to tarnish Christianity in any way that they can. It's hardcore pornography that they're putting in those. In fact, last, last week, Senator John Kennedy read the um, was reading some of the portions from some of these books on the record during a, a committee hearing. I mean, it was on the record, on the Senate record. ABC7 reported, 
more than a quote, more than a few faces on Capitol Hill turned red as Senator John Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana, read explicit passages from two controversial books at the center of the book ban debate. The shocking moment took place during a Senate judiciary hearing on book banning. Why is he reading pornography to policy-making adults shocking while these same shocked adults are trying to keep this trash in front of our children? So the trash they're trying to put in front of our kids, and this woman, this Marxist, is behind that, or this lesbian, and she always identifies herself as that, so I'm not overstating or overreaching. Why are, why, are, why are they shocked when they hear what's in these books that they're trying to jam down the throats of our kids? You tell me. I don't know. I do know. This is spiritual warfare. This is not about books and libraries. It's much more than that. Paul wrote, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Then he says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Second Corinthians chapter 10. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what this is about. This isn't about libraries. It isn't about different ideas to achieve these wonderful libraries that children and families can come and check out books and get information and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, it's not that. Paul talked about casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. He was talking to a church that had backslidden, basically, that he had started. And he was telling them that this whole, this whole stronghold was about people who were resisting the knowledge of God and seeking other knowledge. They were not listening to the Lord whom they had once served and listened to through his word. I mean, that's a short version, but that's the context of what's happening there. Why is reading pornography a policy to policy-making adults shocking? Why are their faces red if it's okay to feed to our children? The answers are obvious. NBC, they... Uh, continued their defense, they said, of Dobrinsky, they said she wants to make sure that the LGBTQ community and black people see themselves reflected in the books of their library shelves. And she's planning to prepare libraries for the consequences of climate change. So there you go. It's the basis for perverts. It's kind of a kind of a base to work from so these guys can indoctrinate uh, through quote-unquote entertainment our little kids that are foolishly brought to these things. They're going to become a basis to prepare libraries for consequences of climate change. I mean, it's just an indoctrination from the beginning to the end. Marxism is the end of our freedom, and some of us understand that. This is battle is, is spiritual. It's not political. It's beyond that. False teachers were wreaking havoc on the church that Paul had founded in Corinth. These deceivers were stirring up division, causing many to resist Paul's authority. 
Paul challenged the rebels. He said, these are false teachers. This is wrong, and so on. We live in such a day, and we need to take some spiritual steps against what's happening to our beautiful country. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.